This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Razor Fist Von Dazer Fist. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm good. You might know him from such places as the theme song mm. to Dork Podcast. I, I don't know if anyone else is sick of that yet, but I'm not. No, it's so, we'll probably keep it for another five years. Just keep it coming. Get another keep one. It coming. Now, Ryan, I did not get to attend boston fan expo this weekend but you were there i was there what were the highlights the highlights were well first and foremost we came in through my children who are seven and almost five received press passes (laughs) i was like because kids get in there's like a coupon that like kids kids under like six like whatever like Six and eight get in for free, and they're good for two. But I'm like, all right, whatever. So both the kids get in for free. And they were just like, nah. And they just gave them press passes. They thought that was the fucking coolest thing that is ever. Cool thing. Like, they're, they're members of the press. So we come in through, like, the priority entrance. We take a quick right. And right there, right as we came in, right by the food, was the big Wild Bills, like, 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 whole, uh, like their whole thing I they bring know. to shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they have the guy who's filling ice. So I I met with we have some pretty pretty big news to the podcast. I met with two guys, Brett and Quilty, who were um, working the thing, and they they told me you know just to introduce myself. So I went up, I told them I was Ryan Davy, and they're like, oh that's cool, and I'm like Arvon D, and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> like we've been <laughs> waiting for you to come. Like we've never heard of Ryan Davy. Yeah. So they the guys at the Wild Bills thing, Brett and Quilty were like taking pictures, sending it to Mike, who's the owner of Wild Bills. And it was there, Richard, that I found out yes. that Brett told so Brett, who was working the Wild Bill, he was like running the Wild Bills thing. He uh first of all, they gave the girls all mugs and straws. They Love set it. aside a fan expo mug just for me. Love it. On the house. And they told me that we, I say we because this is this is a joint effort. Okay. Um, and our listeners. Um, we are their best selling partners. How about that? Yeehaw, as they say. Yes, yeehaw, as they That's say. So yeehaw to-, to everybody out there. Good job on you guys. For so for all, yeah, yeah, for all you guys giving me shit for hawking wild bills, guess what? You're looking at their number one salesman right now. So pretty good. Eat my ass. Speech, speech, speech. <laughs> You're all. Was it? <laughs> I was gonna think of something. I forget. The Dwight what I was gonna say. phrase up yeah. there. Screaming, just, like, hammering just pounding the desk. Yeah. So for all that is not for nothing. So we are. Um, I was very happy with that, and it was really cool. So thank you to Wild Bills and everybody for being as co- uh, being cool. And 
My wife got to meet Spike from Buffy. As I said on Twitter, she had to do a little bit of a lap. Yeah, she had, like, a, I'm not. She, had a, she had to like cool off a little bit. So we got in line. He had like five, six people in line. Um, he was right next to Carl from The Walking Dead, who had a gaggle of like teenage girls with him. Right. Um, not a fan. Not a fan of he. He seemed like a nice kid. Yeah, I'm, was, sure, he's, I'm sure he's a good kid. I don't like the character. I'm sure so we get up. We get up to like where you like pay the person, like what you want to do, like if you want an autograph, like blah blah blah, or whatever. And they're like, it's cash only. So she's like, oh, thank God. And I was like, why? Thank God. And she's like, I, I need a minute. I just need to like think about it. Go to the ATM. So we had to go to the ATM, sit down for a second, think about what you're going to say. So that so was good. Now, so it was a good, did, good day. Did your wife get a chance to meet this guy? How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. I'm CEO and founder of Cosplayer Nation. We did a documentary all about cosplaying across America from Maine to Seattle to Whitey, Puerto Rico. We've won three awards. Um, we're practically compass to the cosplay community as well as we interviewed the guy who coined the phrase cosplay from the 80s tokenishi takahashi i'll tell you this and during our like four or five laps around the entire venue i was definitely looking for him and did not see him uh, we were talking about and thinking about doing a worldwide documentary because there is cosplaying across the the United States and the globe. Um, even though we live in Massachusetts and it's kind of a Puritan town, um, uh, there are cosplayers that are in Germany, cosplayers that are in France, cosplayers in England, and you know, even in Germany, they'll kids will dress up in cosplay and go to classes in cosplay. Anyway, I don't know if that's true. By I, the way, I, I, I'm not going to fact check the guy. He's I'm one of the awards, so he's, he's an award-winning cosplayer. You're going to have problems, just like everything else. But stay positive and stay strong. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys had a good time with the old. We did have a good time. So, yeah, very, very good. All right, let's get to the new. We got a lot on our plate. A today. lot to do today. This week in the All right, Ryan. Let's start with episode four of the Marvel animated series. What if? Uh, it was this past Wednesday, so episode five of the nine-episode season will come out this Wednesday. I'll tell you what, outside of episode two, I think the whole thing stinks. I'm out. Really? I, I kind of like, like I'm going to watch it, but I don't like it. I kind of like, I didn't watch the one with the, one of the, the Murder Mystery Avengers one. I didn't watch that one yet, but I, I was intrigued by the Doctor Strange one. I thought it was decent i didn't think it was great but i thought it was decent no. but i i feel like i've seen this story before yeah. you know i i i don't know i i really wanted the what ifs to kind of go go for it a little bit and do some weird stories well th that's the thing is like episode two showed what they can do and it showed like what a massive change one little thing will make and how like the whole universe has changed and i thought episode two was perfect episode one was like nothing happened episode right. three you're like okay kind of like kind of boring to be honest then episode right. four i mean i guess like the ending is kind of dark or whatever i still think we're going to do a standalone episode on this because we can talk about which ones were good which ones weren't good and then which ones how they could have improved i guess this week is going to be marvel zombies so we're gonna get zombies that'd be cool the, the one yeah. thing that bothered me about the strange one was that the whole thing is playing with this idea that they're changing stuff that are that is like fundamental to the marvel story and basically they tell strange in this one like oh yeah you can't change it 
Hmm. Well, it was you, know, you know what I mean? Like that, that was stupid. It was basically Final Destination. Correct. Final Destination. We're like, no, it's you can't. It's it's her time. She's going no matter right. what you do. So that's that. Uh, sort of Marvel adjacent, not MCU, mm-hmm. but Venom. Let there be carnage. Has its this is not a joke fifth release date, and they've actually bumped it up a couple of weeks. Yeah, it is going to be out October first in theaters, and it got a PG thirteen rating, which that sucks. This is going to be terrible. That sucks. I, I'm so pissed about that. I'm as pissed about like not being able to figure out the gain on my microphone right now. But I think well, I why are you all over the map? What is this? Is it was too loud? low. Now is it? Am I too loud now? Sounds worse. Okay, hang on. I don't know what you're doing with it. Does that well, sound better? Am I better now? Eh, I don't know. Chat, what, what do you think? Is Davey sound better now or before? Do I sound better now. I'm like my it's like super sensitive right now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. That should be that should be it right there. That should be the sweet spot. I think I found it. Um yeah, this this movie's gonna fucking stick. It's gonna blow. It's gonna blow out loud, but and I don't even know if I'm gonna see it in the theater, to be honest. Uh, I'm just I so don't know. I don't know. Uh, Doom Patrol season three had a trailer. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. It comes out September 23rd on HBO Max. It's going to be 10 episodes. This is uh, in the Titans universe. And so I watched the first season of this. It's fine. It's not as good as Titans, but there was a lot of, there was a crossover, a couple of episodes from the first one. In fact, one of the kids that's in Titans now, Beast Boy, was living with the Doom Patrol for a little bit. So that's sort of the thing. Not terrible, not not the best, but it seems kind of goofy to me. Like it just seems like kind of it is a little goofy, but it's also it's like still violent and it's like, but it's like literally like D level DC characters. So it's pretty that's what I mean. I kind of like that, but so how is Brendan Fraser fitting in that suit now or those prosthetics now that he's gained a hundred pounds? Yeah, he's gained quite a bit of weight. Yeah. Well, he's, he's in that movie with the... It doesn't matter. Seven, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't get Just it. Stop it. I don't get it. How about... Get some help. You see the trailer? <laughs> stop it. <laughs> AC Slater. Yeah. How about the trailer for Red Notice? This is a movie, a Netflix movie, coming out November 12th, starring Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gail Godot. The premise... An Interpol-issued red notice is a global alert to hunt and capture the world's most wanted. But when a daring heist brings together the FBI's top profiler, The Rock, and two rival criminals, Ryan Reynolds and Wonder Woman, there's no telling what will happen. This, Yes, there is, because this is the exact plot of Ocean's 12. (laughs) (laughs) It's the exact same thing. It's also a Netflix movie, so it's probably just going to be like good. I'm fine with the, I'm fine with the Netflix movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. It's like if they, if they if this was a direct to theater thing, I'd be like, no, fuck that. But I'm going to watch it because it's fuck yeah, that, it's free. November twelfth. Well, it's not free. It's not free, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do know what you're saying. And those are three of the biggest stars in the world, too. Right? Would you say three of the yeah. biggest box office? Like if if The Rock and Ryan Reynolds might be. One, two, as far as like big budget movies, I would say. Right now, I mean, the everything they touch kind of turns to gold. You know, yeah. you you put Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a movie, it's going to make $100 million. Yep, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Speaking of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his former uh, line of work was wrestling. Wrestling. And I know you're not, you're not all in on wrestling anymore, Ryan. No, but this is, I know what you're going to say. This isn't on our outline, but you, I saw you tweeting about it last night and this, a and W root beer. 
Yeah, you're in on this. I, I'm I'm psyched that everyone's psyched about this. Me too. I yeah. like it because there needs to be competition because WWE still has many of the best wrestlers in the world, but people don't like everything about it. And for such a long time, it was running with no competition. So like nothing is going to be good without competition. Right. And so now you finally have it. And it, even though it's a bunch of guys that were in WWE and now they're over there, whatever. Cause when we were growing up, WCW and WWF competing against each other made them both great. And then WWF bought WCW. And then I was like, okay, it's kind of over now. And so this AEW, they just brought in CM Punk this week, uh, Brian Danielson, who wrestled as Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, who can't, it's such a WWE thing, like he can't even use his own goddamn name. No, 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 his real name is Brian Danielson. Well, I know, but he can't use, like, remember? um, But so CM Punk, but two guys who had their own names from before they went to WWE were CM Punk and this other dude, Adam Cole, who I really, Mm -hmm. really like. He fought in, like, Ring of Honor and New Japan and everything else. Right, he's so, back, right? Yeah, and he's just yeah. Adam Cole still, and like CM Punk, CM Punk, and they just had a big pay per view this weekend, and everybody loved it. So, I'm pumped. Good for them. I'm hoping Bray Wyatt joins them, but they got a good crew, and like I might start to dip in. Normally, I'm like a Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, maybe a couple other things here and there. I might dip into this because they have a, they have a Wednesday show and a Friday night show now. This okay. AEW, so TNT. Basically, what I'm coming to understand is that. The WWE is, in my in my world, in the video game world, it is Madden essentially, where they've basically yep. taken their foot off the gas and tread trot out the same bullshit yep. for the last ten years, yep. and people are finally like, "Oh wait, there's another thing I can do with this now, and it's cool." Right. Like, remember when Blitz the League came out, and you're like, "Wow, that uh, game was fucking fun." I loved Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. but remember Blitz the League, where you could like you. Like you could order prostitutes to go to the other team's hotel. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. they would have like less stamina. Like that game was the shit. And yeah. I, I am so excited for yeah. s- college football or like something else other yeah. than Madden. Oh, I know. So phew, Madden sucks. Oh, it sucks. Sucks the high hard one. Yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not doing that. Uh, right. Horrible news here. This is a late uh, end to the program. Just terrible news. Read about it today on, uh, on Twitter. And that is a, uh, genuine pick of the pod as michael k williams the actor who portrayed omar most famously from the wire Mm -hmm. uh found dead in his home today 54 years old omar one of the greatest characters of all time don't sleep on his performance as chalky white in boardwalk empire he was really good that's where i remember because again i haven't seen all of the wire actually the wire i've seen he wasn't in it oh so yeah you didn't get to him yet no so He's he's incredible. Like there's, but also the remember the miniseries the night of with uh John Turturro yes in yes. Riz Ahmed he yes. was great great in that mm-hmm. and then he was also in Lovecraft Country which I I gave up on but mm-hmm. he was good so like basically HBO was where this guy worked for the longest time like he's right. in a few other things but he just dominated HBO shows and uh, just a terrible loss because you would love to know what what me might be in next and 54 years old, like not that old, terrible, not that old, terrible, not that old. terrible thing. And I think what I'm going to do now with your permission and with your say, so um, I'm going to pick up the wire at season three. Cause I saw, I saw most of season two. Mm-hmm. I would say 80% of it. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for it. 
So I what I will do is watch like a season recap of season one, season two, get myself back up to speed, and then start at three. Yeah, that's fine. And I would say for most people, they would say the best episode or the best season of The Wire is either three or four. Okay. So three or four is the best. Uh, so two is just so dramatically different than one. Some people think two's the worst. I don't. I think five, unfortunately, might be the worst. You know what? I hate boats. Got it. So, so, yeah, so that's gonna, why I'm not going to like season two. Yeah, you're not a boat guy. All right. All right Speaking of that, it was funny. I was on my friend's boat. She has a boat in um, Old Saybrook, Connecticut, and I was there doing a hockey camp. And she's like, "Oh, come to the boat. Like, we'll have lunch." So I went to the, and we're sitting there. I'm having a uh, a pop on the on the boat, and we're talking. And she looks at me, and she's like, "You gotta get off right now, don't you?" I'm like, "I have to get off this boat. I can't." <laughs> just sitting in the harbor, just rocking. I'm like, "I gotta get off the boat. I can't do it." It usually doesn't happen to me unless I'm really hungover. Oh, and no. it's like bad. I went snorkeling one time on vacation and we were, I was so hungover from the night before and just like crashing the waves crashing. I was like, this isn't good. Nope. I will not get on a boat. All right. Sorry. We uh, have a monster pick of the, or I'm sorry, a monster topic du jour coming up, but also back by popular demand, Ryan. It's should I have bought this? That's where you can send us an email, dorkpodcast at gmail.com or fire us at, on Twitter at dorkpodcast, Instagram at dorkpodcast. Anything that you bought, $25 or more, and Davey and I will answer that question, should I have bought this? We all go through that, right? We all make a big purchase, mm -hmm. big splurge, and then you think to yourself, wait a minute, should I have bought this? So let's introduce you today to, nope, that ain't it. Oh, by the way, I have a late addition to this as well. Oh, you do? Yep. All right. This comes in from uh, Traz. Traz. Darren Trazdorf? Taren Trazdorf? It's not Darren Trazdorf. All right. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can already see the price on here. But Ryan, what this is, and it's kind of, it ties in nicely with what we're talking about today. This is the MCU Phase 1 Collector's Edition. And if you look at that, it's like a kind of a... It looks like a computer motherboard. Yeah, really, or like a like a bomb suitcase. Oh, there, yeah, there it is. There so it, is. it looks like basically what the tesseract could like be in. Yep, and it's like a briefcase. You pop open the briefcase, and it comes with all kinds of extras. And then the for people that uh, forget, there are six Phase One movies. Okay, Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Captain America, and it ends with Avengers. Yes, six phase one movies. That's what you get in this uh, this little bundle here. Now, what I'm seeing is also that when you open the case, that the Tesseract lights up. Yeah, it looks like it does. And it also says, I think it comes with, I don't know if it's posters or just like each one has like a cool little case. Yep. There seems to be a good amount of like extras in here. And this was, it looks like he bought it from a website for $100 was... $130. So $100 out the door. Here's my one thing I would say about this. Mm -hmm. All right. I used to buy DVDs up the nose. You and I both yep. had a rival DVD collection that was obscene. Only Blockbuster mm -hmm. had more movies than me and Davey for a while. However, in this digital age, I don't know if it's quite as important. And especially if you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you could watch any of those movies at any moment. And dare I say, only two of them are good. 
So basically, you're paying a hundred dollars for a briefcase with a fake tesseract in it and lights. Yeah, yeah. And again, Iron Man, I'd watch again. Avengers, I'd watch again. Those other three, four, uh, you probably shine them up pretty nice, turn them sideways, and stick them directly up your asshole. Ugh. I don't know, but again, people in the chat seem to like it a little bit. Uh, I like it. It's I... a very soft spot for a lot of people, but. I just I don't know for a hundred a hundred uh clams. Here's the here's the issue I have with like collectors editions and other than like comic, but like collectors edition DVDs. Like they always come in these cool cases, but I just the shelf life on these things, the longevity of how cool this is cool right now. Five years from now, you're not even gonna be able to find a DVD player to play these on. See, that's true too. I don't the PS4 is the only thing in my entire house that could possibly run a DVD or a Blu-ray right now. Right. In my house. And I'm just thinking, I would almost, like for the display purposes, I'd rather have like posters or Funko Pops or comic book covers or things like that. And then I know on Disney Plus, if I wanted to, to binge watch all the Marvel movies, I could. I could sit down yep. and watch all the Marvel movies. So this is a... Uh, it's tough because... A begrudging, this is a begrudging no from me. Get the fuck out of here! I was going to say, whenever you're ready. <laughs> whenever you're ready, hit the sounder. I'll edit that in post. All right. So I have one from oh, Boston Fan one. Fest. I do. So I'm going to hold this up right now. So right. one of the many people who was there um, at Boston Fan Expo, I almost called it Comic-Con, was Brian Azzarello. So I bought this. Right. Brian Azzarello was there? He was there. And nobody, nobody at his table. Wait a minute. I love Brian Azzarello. Go ahead. Brian Azzarello was there. So I bought. Now, this is a little. I'm going to do a sneaky. All right. This is the the volume one of 100 Bullets. If you guys haven't read 100 Bullets yet, this is one of my favorite um, image comic titles. Basically, the premise is they're self-contained uh, crime stories with people who need to take revenge. This guy shows up, this guy right here, he gives hands them a briefcase with an un, uh, untraceable gun and 100 bullets and says, you're not going to get in trouble for it. So, like, what would you do? Now, incredible series. I don't think I finished it because there's a lot in there. I've read most of it, but go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a little sneak. So I got this at Brian Azzarello's table. It retails for $24.99. So $24.99, and that's the, how many issues is that? Like, does So it this is. Collect issues one through what? It might say on the back. It collects is uh on the bottom it says collects one through nineteen. Shit. That's so it's look, it's it's basically like three trades almost. Right. Or, yeah. So okay. cool. So I paid thirty-three dollars with tax. Okay. To get it signed. Ryan. Right. Right. Ryan. Ryan. Oh, this is this is how we do it. So it was twenty four ninety nine for the book, right? Six bucks to get it signed, two dollars tax, thirty three dollars total by one of the most prolific comic book writers of this generation of comics. Oh, that yeah, a fucking steal. I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah, I don't and, know. And why. I had him sign it. And look, the resale value, he's like, do you want me to sign it? I was talking to him for a little bit. And he's like, do you want me to sign it to anybody or whatever? I go, no, just sign it. <laughs> so the, res the resale value of it is like 
because it didn't have my name on it now. I'm not going to resell it, but like I have a volume 100 bullet signed by Brian Azzarello. So nobody was talking to him? Nobody. And like nobody, like the whole, it was Sunday. So maybe he had like a, it was Sunday early. So maybe he had a, a crowd later, but I'm like, I'm walking around and I'm looking because you know how they have all like the comic book writers and artists like in their yeah. own little row. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking around. I'm like, all right. So what happened was they had, so everybody like rags and everybody had their sign above their head. For whatever reason, Brian Azzarello didn't have one. He it oh. had it like on the table, like a little one. Crazy. But I recognized him. I'm like, that's fucking Brian Azzarello. Yeah, he so, did uh, Joker. He did a, yeah. the Joker book, which he was did crazy. Batman Damned. He did yeah, recently Batman Damned was a black label. The first yeah. Batman. He did uh, Hellblazer. He had a run yep. on Hellblazer. Uh, he did like a Lex Luthor book, like a standalone, like like he did with Joker. Yeah. He did a Lex Luthor one. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. He did, I think he did before Watchmen too. Like, remember, like the he did some of them, yeah. He did he like did. Some Watchmen stuff. Yep, well, that's a great get. That's awesome. That's a great get. So if anybody, if you haven't read Hundred Bullets, like, oh, read the shit should. out of Hundred Bullets. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love it. That's good stuff. Uh, sorry I didn't play the sounder sooner. I'm having an off night with the board. I, no, but like you, you hit it. You hit it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you have, sir? So I got a lot of stuff. But first of all, this this segment of the program is brought to you by our great, great friends putting names to faces at Wild Bill Soda. Go to drinkwildbills.com. Get yourself some soda. They have, oh, big news from Wild Bills. They've really, I, they listened to me. I actually was one of the people who mentioned this in our Discord chat. They're like, what should we do next? Because they have, you know, they have snacks. They have jerky. They have sauces. They have all this stuff. I said, do coffee. Oh, yeah. I got to get some of that. Wild Bills has coffee now. So if you guys want to use the promo code Ron Von D, get yourself 20% off your entire order. Go to Drink Wild Bills. You know, yeehaw. They're great friends of ours. And just keep the train running. I, I want I want that title of like the best selling partner yeah. at Wild Bills. So please keep that going. So <laughs> here we go. So there is a rumor going around the Nintendo world that all of the Game Boy titles, including Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and original Game Boy are coming to the Switch. Now, in your mind, you're like, great, I get to play like Game Boy games on essentially like a better Game Boy. Hang on. For you Pokemon fans, that means I think it's like Red and Blue, which is like the first like really good Pokemon games are going to be on Switch for free. Okay. So that's that's kind of big news there. And it seems now, Richard, that the honeymoon period is over between you and Sony and all of us because Sony just came out and said that their first party titles, including... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You just saw it with Ghost of Tsushima and all of these games. They're their first party titles. They are no longer offering free upgrades from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. So the honeymoon period is now over mm. for that. Got it. So all of those games have been doing it for a while and that's um, no more. But a game that has been remastered for 2021 is the old game Quake. Remember Quake? I do remember Quake. Soft so yeah. Quake got a remaster, a sneaky remaster, and it's out now for PC. So if you guys want to play Quake again, which I sneaky kind of do. Get in there. Yeah. Why not? Um, a game that I, I, I have, I do this from time to time, like up next for me, I've been kind of in a weird, nothing's really grabbed me in terms of games I really wanted to play. Um, there's a game that just got put out on PlayStation 5. I think it's been out on PC for a while. A game called uh, The Medium, which is basically like, um, think of like John Constantine, the game. Like you can go back and forth between like that. 
like this like the spirit world and like the normal world you have a sword made of bone you know stuff like that like the, so i'm gonna i'm it's getting pretty good reviews but the biggest news coming out of the video game world right now is it seems like we have a couple copycats here richard because i you and i behind the scenes were talking about me dumping twitch and just putting all our streaming on youtube so we have basically the idea between you and I was like, for us, it was like a one-stop shop. So like, if you needed to find me streaming, you needed to find you doing your old school game things or the podcast, it's just all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. You can find it. Right. That's right. where it is. So we were tinkering with that. We do. We record our episodes every night. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so anyway, so um, two of Twitch's biggest streamers, Tim the Tapman and Dr. Lupo, announced right after, so late last week, that they're done with Twitch. After Dr. Disrespect got blacklisted from Twitch. By the way, he's suing Twitch now, which is awesome. Because they never really gave him a reason. They gave him some bullshit reason why he was um, why he was banned from Twitch. Yeah, that he said it was weird. We couldn't figure out weird. what that happened. Yeah. And I don't think he figured it out either. I think they, for whatever reason, anyway. So he said his income is now like a quarter of what it was. Because of all the sponsorships he lost by getting kicked off Twitch. Wow. But two of their biggest streamers are now Gonzo. And not only that, but a lot of big time streamers are complaining now because they're doing this thing like a subathon where they cut the they cut the price of subs in half. The problem with that, it cuts the streamers revenue in half, too, because <laughs> they didn't keep the revenue for the streamers the same. Oh, God. So mess. everyone's jumping ship from Twitch right now. And they're like, we'll just go to YouTube where I can I have more control. I can handle my own shit. I don't have to worry about Amazon or anything like that because Amazon has is notorious for not treating their employees very well. Mm. Right. So let's just say Tim and Lupo, a little bit of copycat. But the silver lining here, I was looking today just to see who was streaming and who the big streamer was. Ninja's stream has gone through the roof wow. in terms of viewership. So he was like, like four or five thousand. He was over 20,000 today with both of them being gone. Jesus. So good for him. I mean, that kid's going to make more money. But But that's it for the video game minute. As always, go to drinkwildbills.com. Use the promo code Ron Von D and get yourself some snacks, some coffee, some soda, whatever. All right. Very good. Y'all ready for bisque? Well, I have a question for you. It is why is your video, video feed so crappy right now? What's going on with you? Am I really bad? You, you look like it. You look like it. Yeah. You look like you're being shot on a razor flip phone right now. Oh, for fuck's sake. I have no idea. I have no idea. All right. Well, I am ready for bisque. Yes. Ah, all right. Well, this is this is what it looks like. So listen to the <laughs> listen to the audio version of it, I, I suppose right. is what I would say. Do I sound can you still still hear me? Oh yeah. Sound all right. A little well, jar- a little garbled, but you're fine. It's the topic of the day. And today it is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It is two hours and 13 minutes long. Uh, currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% uh, by the critics, 98% by the audience. Twenty. It's the 25th movie in the MCU. And Ryan, we begin as we do with all of our movie and TV reviews. Spoiler free. Did you like it? Yes. I did. Very yeah. much. Yeah. It's a good movie. Me too. Me too. It was uh, it was very very good. Uh, what did you think of the story? Just like the just the plot, basically, without spoiling it. What what did you think of it? So I'm gonna say without spoiling it, I will say this: that in the 25 movies that have been put out in the MCU, it is a top three or four origin story out of all the MCU. I would put, Ooh. and I don't hang on, and I don't wow. think. 
it and again it depends on what you consider an origin story. So the origin stories I would put ahead of it, right? Iron Man. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And here's the sticky one. So I said it's either three or four. Black Panther technically isn't an origin story. Well, yeah, it is. You got his origin more in Civil War. So you saw him first in Civil War, and they kind of gave the backstory there. So if you consider Black Panther's a better movie than Shang-Chi. However, right. it's up there. It's good. It was good. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it, I thought it was going to be good. It looked good. The pre the trailers were good. I was excited for the character. I was excited to see where this was going to go. Uh, what did you think of the characters? Uh, most of the characters were great. I, I, I would say... Eight out of ten, seven out seven, eight out of ten of them were great. There were some that I had a problem with, and some of them it was not their own fault. Some of them it was. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that more in spoilers, but um <laughs> some of the characters, I would say three of the characters that got a lot of screen time, but everybody else was I I'm gonna say this right now, and I'm gonna put this to you. There's a question that's non-spoiler. Who is a better athlete than Simu Lu? in the MCU like oh, real person I don't think there is one I don't think there yeah, is one I don't think there is one That'd be he might wow guy that guy move and that's why the action in this was badass because it was a different mm -hmm. type of action than we've seen before you know we've it, some of it was just so sick there was probably two or three of the fight scenes that just stand out to you as just badass and like how they were how they were shot how they were filmed the whole thing was incredible and i will say this this is the if it were not in the mcu it would still be the best kung fu movie i've seen in 20 years oh yeah since, well, since kung fu hustle since kung fu hustle this is the best kung fu movie i've seen in years here's what the uh here's the deal with kung fu mm -hmm. fucking awesome it's fucking awesome that's the thing about it Oh my like, god! You and I, I remember you and I seeing the Matrix in the theaters like three times. I fucking love kung fu movies. Yeah, kung fu was good, and this was this is really good. Now, mm -hmm. here's where personally I think the movie really missed was comedy and the attempts at comedy. I thought it was more like ugh, than it we. Was. Now again, we talk about this all the time in the podcast, and I want people to understand. You and I don't talk about this before the podcast because we feel like it ruins it. We are on the exact same page here. And I know I'm going to say, you're going to say what I'm going to say when we get into spoilers, right? Yeah. We do like yeah. three, two, one, go. And we're going to say something and you're going to be like, yep, boom. Yeah, like that part. And because most of the MCU movies, it's a similar kind of formula, right? Even if the movie is different, right? Like you can have like a heist mm -hmm. movie. You can have like a big battle movie. You can have whatever the different movies are in the MCU, a spy thriller, right? There's still that balance of like, sick action scene good fight scene character development comedy like there's just it's lighter than like the nolan dark knight movies are right like, it's lighter than a lot of the dc stuff is until you know more recent dc stuff but this one just was like like i was comparing it to like black widow for example like black yes. widow i think did everything uh as a group better mm -hmm. yes than this did um, and I would say, so looking at what Mr. Monroe is saying in the chat, he brought up Ong Bak, um, and I would say The Raid were two very good martial arts movies, but they're not kung fu movies. Mm, gotcha. 
So gotcha. one's Muay Thai, the other one is I uh, like uh, Salat or something. I forget what whatever, but like they're not kung. They're not. This was a a kung fu movie in the MCU. Yeah. Speaking of MCU, the connections to the MCU in this movie were great, and we'll, get, we'll unpack those a little bit. Yeah. Very clever, and it didn't. It, it it was a good good balance of here's a quote standalone movie, but how it very much takes place in this world and with its other characters and with everything else like that. So, uh, Shang Shang Chi, by the way, Shang, every, everybody's Shang, saying it wrong. Yeah. It's Shang Chi, and in the comics, he was created by Jim Starlin, who is a name comic book fans are very familiar with. In fact, mm -hmm. we mentioned him last week on the Batman episode because he's actually the one who wrote. Uh, a death in the family mm -hmm. he also wrote the infinity gauntlet infinity war infinity crusade and jim starlin not only created shang chi he is the guy who technically created thanos gamora and drax so that guy had a hell of a run we got yeah the guy yeah. i knew what he was doing he knows right, what he's doing. we do this every time uh like a uh an mcu movie or a dc movie or whatever comes out it's a tough task but where would you rank Shang-Chi in the 25 films that are in the MCU? I'm trying to see when I do this, it's hard. There are so many of them. And I'm trying to think what I do is like I pick a movie in the middle. So pick like a movie, say like uh, Ant-Man. Yep. It's better than Ant-Man. I don't think it is. I think it is. I, I would put it top 15. Uh, right, well, I have my exact. I, it number. might, it might sneak it. I would say it's number twelve. Okay, I have it at sixteen, and again, I think that like you can look at it in tiers. So I, I think if you have it higher than ten, I think you're kind of crazy. And if you have it lower than eighteen, I think you're also crazy. Yeah, it's, it's in, in that, that second that tier. Realm. So I have it just behind the two Ant Mans and just in front of Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange. It's better than Captain Marvel. Yeah, I would I say I, which everybody else did. I, you know what the thing is, Strange didn't really. It's not as impressive to me now as it was back then. It was shot. I mean, the that's the most visually impressive movie. But in terms of content, I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. a theater, it's a theater movie. I rewatched yeah. it uh, after. When did I watch it? I think I watched it after I watched WandaVision, and I was like, it's fine. Like, I, it's good. And like, so I have Black Widow at 11. But again, if somebody told me they like Shang Chi no. than Black Widow, that's fine. I like Shang Chi more than I like Black yeah, Widow. That's fine. Like I, I'm not gonna fight you on that, but if mm -hmm. you can't have it ahead of Guardians, Avengers, in, uh, Infinity War, Endgame, nope. Civil War, Iron Man, the First Avengers, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Ragnarok, like to me, those are like all the, those are all like if you that's in that top ten, it's very difficult to crack that top ten because the top ten best Marvel movies are fucking awesome. Yeah, so it's, oh, uh, yeah. there's no. And this is, I would say, if we're scoring it right, it's a five. This movie's a five for me, but it's not. Yeah, it's to me, it's like a soft five. Yeah, it's not like a Ragnarok five or like a Guardians. I think I gave Guardians six. I think we both give Guardians a six. Oh, Guardians, um, my favorite movie of all time, or not my of all time, my favorite MCU movie of all time. Right. So I have that as an easy six. Same with yeah. Infinity War, same with Endgame. I think I gave Black Panther a six, too, or five and a half. Mm, so I have that better than this. Yeah, I think Black Panther is a little bit better than this. But again, in terms of origin stories, it's top three. Uh, well, so I because 
I'm not gonna say no to that only because you have Black Panther and like Spider Man as a technicality. But I would say Homecoming's better, Black Panther's better, Iron Man's better. See, I don't, I don't think Homecoming's an origin story because he's like he'd been Spider Man for a while. Yeah. And they don't they don't get into the whole Uncle Ben thing, so that's not technically an origin story. Okay, it's Man. the first it's, it's the it's, first Spider Man movie in the MCU, but it's not an origin story. Yeah, eh. I'm splitting hairs, but like right, I was gonna say yeah, but it's uh it's a little ticky tack there. But for me, a true origin story like Iron Man, Guardians, Black Panther, this like yeah. they're up there. It's better than Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think it's better than Marvel, better than Strange, better than it's better than Black Widow. Phase one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I gotta watch it again too. Like I've only seen it the one time, and that could obviously make it go up in the in the rankings as well. Uh, and I will say, sorry, yeah. I will say this too. I was apprehensive about the whole process, but I would say it was wonderful to be back in a the theater. Yeah, it made good. a huge difference. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I've watched so many movies at home, like yeah. so many movies at home this year. And then uh, to go see it in the theater was was definitely good. Uh, and there is, I'm sure everybody's already seen it by now, but if you have it, there is a mid-credits and an, uh, an end credits. And without spoiling it, I would say that they're both worth watching. Mm-hmm. You know how every once in a while there's the one that's just like, oh, great, Howard the Duck. But like, no, these were both worth no, watching. Mean- meaningful. Obviously, it's a must-see, and obviously, we're, we're... Yeah, I'll go five. I'll go soft five. You're mm-hmm. on five? Five. All right, so five uh, for the score here. Let's. Anything else non-spoiler? Oh, no. no. All right. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! All right, there's a lot of different ways we could do this, but I, I am curious because we haven't talked about this. A lot of these characters are brand new to the to phase four, brand new to the MCU. Who was your favorite character in the movie? Other than Shang-Chi? No, it could be him. I think it was I think uh, that character is great. I I love how fully fleshed out that character was in the and how they just kind of got into it. They didn't really need to they kind of you learned the way Katie learned. You learned kind of on the way, right? Like what his deal his whole deal was yeah which is fine i didn't and they pieced it they kind of jumped back and forth which is like but it wasn't it didn't feel forced no a lot of flashbacks that kind of like would fill in gaps and things yeah. like that but he was good i my favorite was his sister shang li shang li yeah i loved her she was so good because i'll tell you right now even though i i uh, fancy myself a swordsman there's not a better weapon in the no. world than a fucking dagger on a rope with a weight on the end, you can like kick it. So like, who's uh Gogo from uh Kill Bill? Um, yeah, from Kill Bill. Here's on a chain, but the rope is nice. The rope, holy mm-hmm. smokes! That first of all has to be the most dangerous weapon for oh, like you yourself. can throw with it, you can cut with it, you can bludgeon with it. I like, like when they do the thing like where they like wrap it around yeah. their arm. Like that's fucking awesome. You need to be you need to be more skilled to do that than anything else. Oh god, yeah. Because if that thing comes, that thing's coming back hot. And if you don't time I, it right, better. Yeah. I, I, I loved her. I thought she was great. And like the addition of her, and first of all, like how you're introduced to her, and sort of what she had set up, what she had going on, and then uh, also the ending with her, I liked very, very much. I, I love, I love the Fight Club, and I love her thing. Like I watched what everybody was doing, and I just learned how to do it better. Yep. I love that attitude. I love that like kind of edge mm-hmm. to her. And um, if 
that weapon were available to you at a Comic Con or someone were to send you one of those, would you practice with it daily? No, no, too dangerous. I, I know my limitations. I yeah. there's no way I would guarantee you I would have to go to the hospital in within a day of owning that thing. Oh God, yeah. Or somebody in your family would have somebody to. close to me, or like <laughs> that's just like uh, I don't know. You go to the vet. You'd have to. You know, you're you're asking for it really terrible unless you live in like a wide open field uh <laughs> no but even still yeah because you're you're pulling it back and like how do you practice that i don't know oh my god that's insane um other side characters i very much i thought call me crazy trevor slattery ben kingsley was great so this is a major talking point okay okay this no but the other the other person we need to talk about right now the person who kind of ruined it for me ruined Ready? the movie one, one hey, two name, the character's name well, you already you pretty much gave it away. One, two, three. Aquafina, horrible. I get why people like her. I just don't. It, it, it's nothing. It's just not my thing. And so, what I had a huge problem with is they set her up to be like, um, like Michael Pena in Ant Man is great because he's like he he catches you up and he's kind of like that, um, like the court jester in the whole thing. Yeah, they kind of set. Like not just the court jester, but also anytime there's a movie and we talk about this, like the best movies that have like outrageous stuff have to have a character that is us and sort of talks you through it. It sort of right. is like ask questions or just sort of like fills in the gaps or is like just you need somebody to point out the absurdity sometimes. And what bothered me, one, I don't really think she's that funny. And I look, if you do, I get it. It's one of those things. I get it. I just I don't think she's that funny. Um, all. but they had her do like that Michael Pena thing to be like that every man. And then she, all of a sudden for no reason, she wasn't that like, again, the movie was so good that one thing couldn't ruin the movie for me, but Aquafina, who was a character who was living in San Francisco and she was parking cars and just like Shang-Chi all right, both were certainly capable of more, but that's what they were doing at that time. Mm -hmm. He then goes to uh Taolo and is like Chinese Wakanda. Yeah, I actually wrote that in the notes. I didn't Chinese Wakanda is the shit. I like basically it's like Wakanda without the tech, but more cryptids. Way more cryptids, the which cryptids is which crazy. is great. It is yeah. very much Wakanda. But so she didn't know any of this existed. She certainly didn't know dragons existed. She shot a bow and arrow for the first time in her life. Cut to thirty seconds after that, her shooting a dragon in the neck. With a bow and arrow, one shot, one hit, save the day. Yeah. I fucking hated that. Because no, I, yeah. it also diminishes how badass the other characters are. Because like, well, this girl just came off the street and she did it. So like, what's the big deal? Like, how impressive really are these two? And hated, right, if, hated that. If if they had the scenes with like when they were fighting. By the way, those monsters were fucking terrifying. By the way, which is like real horror horror movie level stuff but, but that was that was great that aside if you just saw her um Trevor Slattery and Morris like running around during that whole thing that would have been way better because like you said it was just too easy she made everything look so easy like i didn't like that at all like that so that character is kind of a fuck up and that character should continue to be a fuck up right or like there's another way to uh, assist in the victory without being the one that makes like the final shot right. or something. How about you go get somebody, some like go get someone who can shoot an arrow, right. more arrows, like do that, right. like start picking them up off and be like, here, here. Or like, 
you know, I, I can't think of an example of a movie at the top of my head, but there's an ex- probably like come up with the idea, not the execution, but like you're like, okay, you 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 thought about it and you're like, hey, what if this works? well here's yes, hey, glad you're here. Well, look at like um a movie like Lord of the Rings. The hobbits are fucking useless right. on the battlefield. Right. But they can still help. Exactly. She could have done something right. like that. So that was yeah. so that was so dumb. Oh and, my god! And her her brand of quippiness is not like her be like smiling like thumbs up like yeah like I didn't I don't know like it the, didn't work like the scenes where her and Shang Chi are talking to like their friends who are a couple like mm-hmm. I I think they thought that that was supposed to be funny awful like but just awful I would love to see that being said I would love to see her and Michael Pena explain to each other in a scene where they're what's happened to them where they're like going back and forth. Yeah. That and might then, be, that might work. That might work a little bit better. I'm trying to I give need, her an out. And then I need Michael Pena to uh, pick up an AK 47 for the first time and then kill the villain at the end. That's from distance, I, like yeah. right through the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need to, to happen next. Yeah. Hits him actually in the nostril or he does like the smaller bullet thing, like in suicide sure. squad. He like death stars it. They're like, listen, we, yeah. got, we got one chance at it. And he pulls it off because he can do that. Cause she <laughs> right. can do that. But you mentioned Trevor Slattery. So here, here's the thing. Uh, and again, I think it was a good use of him. Obviously, Morris is great. Who doesn't like Morris? If you don't like Morris, just fucking hang up the phone. Right? Like, get off this podcast right hang now. Hang up the phone. Are they listening to us? I say hang up. Just hang. Just, just get out of here. Just get the fuck out of here. If, you, if you're not a fan of Morris. So they had to bring Slattery back in a way because if you go back to Iron Man 3, which I recently rewatched because i knew there was going to be connections to this because if you go back iron man 3 very forgettable in fact uh the chode genes of the mcu fucking junk by the way <laughs> that should be the new scale here on the podcast from chode genes to fireballs to fireballs oh no no we're going chode genes to laser beams laser beams better it than ri- it rhymes Chode kind of the laser beams. That's the scale we're on. We're on chode jeans and laser beams. Goo, Billy, if you're listening, that's a shirt. Make me a fucking t-shirt right chode now. Chode jeans to laser beams. Chode jeans to laser beams. Chode, chode jeans to laser beams. This movie way closer to laser beams. Iron Man three is chode chode jeans. Jeans. But what's crazy? Because I haven't watched it in a while. The first half hour is actually pretty good. And of, then it's of Iron Man three. Yes. And then I don't just, know. I don't get the hate for Iron Man three. I kind of like it. I no. Watch the watch the rest of it. That's why right. I hate it, because the whole stuff with all the people turning red, and then you have. Uh, the Did you hate. see what there was? One of those guys in the Fight Club. There was an extremist soldier in the Fight Club. Yep. Yep. He caught that. Good. But so the Mandarin, who is supposed to be one of the great villains in Iron Man lore, is just an actor. I hated that. That part. Did you like? Up. Did you like how they uh, they made fun of him? Yes. I loved it. So I think it's funny. Phase the end of Phase Three and the beginning of Phase Four of of Marvel has also tried to rogue one things a little bit and like clean up some of the stuff from earlier movies. Like they tried to make Thor: The Dark World more valuable and Captain America One more valuable, and now Iron Man Three more valuable. Because if you go back to the first time they show the Mandarin, he's got the ten rings behind him. Mm-hmm. So he's got the ten rings. He's doing that whole thing, and he seems like pretty believable. And you're like, oh shit, he's like the main villain. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Guy Pierce is really creepy looking, and he's very clearly the villain. And it's like, 
that movie falls apart. And then there's like too much stuff with the little kid and like Iron Man falls into Tennessee and he like just so happens to be in like a garage that has all the stuff he needs with this fucking kid. I that movie sucks. Um, let me bring it back around though. So Morris, who is, you know, the little chicken pig or whatever they call him (laughs) is, is a cryptid. Is he really? Yeah. He's a Chinese cryptid called a D Jung. He's got no face. No face, but they're they're creatures of chaos. Like that's why they have no face because they can't see where they're they're directionless. So they're they're basically they sing and dance, and they're cute, but they don't have. They're just chaos. They don't really have any purpose. I well, I'll tell you, I loved them. I and I love I love the addition to and I love when he saw his other D Jungs and he was like, oh, it's awesome. He was so excited. Yeah, they had some cool. They had one animal it looked a little bit like the Skrillex from uh, Last Jedi. Remember, like the ice mm-hmm. fox from Last Jedi, but it wasn't. Yeah, ice. it was like it had the same kind of snout and like horse dragons. I, I forget what those are called. They were cool looking. As you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of mythical creatures. There was there was some good some good creatures, and so at least they brought him back. They explained he be, he sort of became the court jester. And they thought he was funny, and that's how he ended up being. So Trevor was there, and he was fine. But again, didn't save the day. It was just there. In case you were wondering, that dragon horse is called a long ma. I was wondering. So there thank you. You. Uh, you got Wong. Wong ended up being a pretty big part in this between the thing at the fight club and then jumping in there at the mid credit scene. I Wong, That was great. Wong, man, yeah. And I, I loved... It was basically the flip of um ragnarok when you had two friends who were fighting for real we had hulk and thor fighting but it was they were fighting for real and then you had wong and abomination Abomination. who was voiced by tim roth by the way yeah um by the way cleaning up incredible hulk so they're they're making these shitty movies have a little bit more value to them later it's incredible and so tim roth is going to be in she hulk i don't know if you knew that yeah um but I love that these two seemingly enemies were like fucking in on it. Like it was there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. He's like, you got to like figure out like a working punch or whatever. Like, right? You got to stop. You got to learn. You got to learn how to basically pull your punches. Like stop hitting me so hard. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love Wong because Dr. Strange's powers are so important, but like, you don't need to have Dr. Strange in every single thing. So like to have another basically like wizard and have like the portals, so if you need Wong to pop up and explain to Shang-Chi what's going on and like what this has done to like the, well, I guess the world in a way, like they're trying to explain it to him at the end, like what's going on there. It doesn't need to be Dr. Strange every time. So I, I like that. But them doing karaoke with Wong at the end was awesome. That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> so yeah, so you get, you get Abomination, you get Wong, you get Trevor and like the 10 rings. There's a little poster that says something about if you're having anxiety post blip so they're kind of giving you the time right like this is after infinity war this is after end game like and people are living in that world everybody is back uh and then the mid credit scene you get hulk or uh, bruce banner not hulk but you get bruce banner which was interesting marvel no more professor hulk no just bruce banner by the way did you see the scene that they cut from infinity war oh yeah i didn't mention that earlier how fucking good was that yeah, I don't know why they cut that. Why why cut that? So for people who missed it, what was it? Yeah, so basically there was this with um not Ebony Maw, but there was the one who's the big one? 
Uh, I forget his name, but the, the the giant guy, one of Thanos' crew, yeah. And so Bruce Banner is in the Hulkbuster suit, and he's fighting. But there's this dialogue between Hulk and Bruce Banner, basically fighting while they're fighting. <clears throat> you know, and basically, you know, you, you basically, you know, Bruce trying to get the Hulk to come out. <clears throat> and he's like, you only want me to fight. He's like, you like to fight. He's like, I don't like fighting. You like fight, you know. So they're having this dialogue back and forth, mm-hmm. and then finally they come to this agreement, and the Hulk rips out of the Hulkbuster suit and starts kicking the shit out of that guy. Yeah, which was which is a scene that they absolutely should have kept in the movie because it explain it made so much more sense of why you got Professor Hulk. What a because shame. they've struck that balance of yeah. like, and now, you know, now Bruce can probably go freely back and forth between being the Hulk and being Bruce. He has arm in a sling in this one. Well, looked, yeah, it looked like some sort of contraption. Yeah, a little thing. And so it's funny because Bruce Banner was also in the end credits scene in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was sitting there listening to Tony Stark. Like, he like fell asleep and, he, and he's like, right. It's like, what? You're not, what'd you fall asleep? He's like, I'm not this kind of doctor. He's like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a psychologist. Like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. But Hulk and Captain Marvel. And so anyway, you're, you're tying all them in together, which is, which is pretty badass. But who are, who is the, who are the rings calling? Mm. That's the question. That's now that's the question we didn't answer. Mm. There's one person I who is associated with Shang-Chi that I hope they're not calling right now. That Aqu- being Aquafina. Aquafina. Or on her. She they saw that shot that she is. Like, we gotta have her. Uh do we need to see Fin Fang Foom? I don't think we do. Well, it's no, and so it's funny because Shang-Chi's father in the comics is Fu Manchu. Who they did not go with. They did and not fact, name him that. There was a lot of things that they decided to do in this. And if you kind of read up on it, they're like, uh, "That's not good." We yeah. wanted to make sure that it wasn't like offensive, you know. And and there's a lot of stuff in comics that very much was. So the character of uh, Wenwu, the his father, isn't mm-hmm. in the comics, but they sort of like morphed a whole bunch of things together right. and they put him in there. Thankfully, uh, they did not have Fu Manchu and like. So we always talk about yeah no shit like in like the, like no you're not like here's that. this great Chinese hero General Sao and you're like oh fuck oh please Bad. don't do that yeah Bad. oh the other thing I meant to, when MCU connections they also had uh so the dude Clev who was recording the fight scene on the bus which might have been the best scene in the entire movie that was fucking awesome and he's like hey yeah. it's Clev it's your boy Clev and um you know he he doesn't say his name is Clev but he that actor is a street vendor in spider-man homecoming yes so i mean obviously one's in new york one's in uh san francisco but he could move maybe that's him and the other thing too is you know uh ant-man was also in san francisco san francisco so there's a there's we're tying stuff there and venom is in san francisco well he can stay there you'll never gonna see him (laughs) not in this world now, would you say Wenwu was the main villain or no? Yes, to a point. Because uh, I, I mean, would you lost villain though, which I respect. He wasn't just like an out and out villain. No, I, I don't think he was. An, it's and this is what I think the MCU does really well is their their villains aren't really villains. They they are like they have they're selfishly motivated, which inherently makes them villainous. But they villain tendencies. Um, but it was a guy who was a villain then wasn't then became one again mm-hmm. because of the loss of his wife and mm. all of those things. So um, you get it, you get what he's trying to do. Um, it was a little bit silly, 
You know, I if I were to have a problem with anything, it'd be like, you know, if my son's talking to me, like, yo, she's not in there. Stop. Like, yeah. look what's going on. Look, look up. Look up right now yeah. what you're doing. You know, mm. like, why would she be in there? Yeah, that part was, you know, with with those things. Like, look up, dude. Those and then here comes yeah. the dweller in the darkness, which is fucked. That was a badass looking thing. Fucking scary. And by the way, finally, dragons in the MCU. And if we you have a dragon, you fucking win. Years. 25 movies to get a dragon, finally. Oh, and that thing was two. badass. Many two dragons. Two dragons. He had a nice dragon, too. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. nice. Yeah, nice dragon. Uh, <laughs> what would you say? So I think I already hit on a lot of my favorite parts. I love the bus fight scene. I loved anything with uh, Jai Lang fighting with that fucking dagger on a rope. The dragon, so, Morris, Wong. The fighting, the fighting was fighting. so good. Um, so the, uh, forgive me, I'm, I'm blanking on names, but Lee was his mother and his father, Wu. Wen Wu. Wen Wu. Um, the first time they fought, it was like, it was. Oh, that was it, cool scene. It looked like they were like, they weren't really hitting each other, but it looked like they were dancing. Mm -hmm. Like the choreography that had to go into this and not, well, lest we forget the, the, uh, the fight on the outside of the building when they're on the scaffolds. Oh, great scene. Oh, that's awesome. crazy. Okay, the other character I had a problem with, and it wasn't his fault, right? I needed way more Death Dealer. Yeah. The guy with the mask. I needed way more of him. Death Dealer had a badass mask. I like Death Dealer way more than Razor Fist, and I feel like we got more of Razor Fist. Razor yeah, Fist, that wasn't. Swap the sword out on his hand. And that was uh, from Creed 2. That's uh, Victor Drago. Oh, that's right. A, yeah. right, 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 right. He's a mountain of a guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's the new he's the new Dolph Lundgren. Like, yeah, he looks impressive, can move, but like, don't give him lines. Nah, you know? I don't need him. His car stunk too. Real shit <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Yeah, little uh, electric electric soccer mom Beamer. Like, get out of here with that. But now, do, would you prefer to see just a straight up? shang chi 2 or do you just want to see him in mixing with other characters i would love to see him mix it up with somebody else like i would love to see him and oh, like me well, say iron, iron fist but like you know i would love to see him and like a hawkeye yeah or um well it seems like he's at the very least gonna have to talk to wong and dr strange but what would be interesting is if he's like hey if you want to stay based out in san francisco ant-man and the wasp and avengers then, avengers west coast there we go build it up build up the west coast mm -hmm. and then at that point you'll probably get some of the kids and stuff right like well yeah. you would get um what's her name um cassie oh, lang what's her name again in the thing she's got like a what is her name cassie lang's she's got a, like a hero name she's the wasp mm, oh something cassie else. lang's the wasp or she's uh, uh now, I have, now i have to google it stinger that's what i was stinger. thinking stinger. Yeah. she might be stinger <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think there's i think that'd be pretty cool but i think they left it open-ended too like who else could they be called the rings be calling and yeah. the color was like a gold yeah, maybe suggest Adam Warlock. <sighs> well, it's funny. We haven't that hasn't been paid off yet. So We've been waiting Star for Adam Warlock for fucking ten years. And Jim Starlin, who we mentioned earlier, the comic book writer, he did a ton of Adam Warlock stuff. 
and not that it matters, but he's the guy that created Shang-Chi. So I'm sure there's stories with the two of them together. I'm sure you could find that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that they even showed you Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel and Wong, like I'm, I'm thinking like those three at somehow in the next phase, you do that. Now I wonder, will the next movie just be him figuring out that his sister is recreated the 10 rings because i think you need to move a little bit beyond that no because there's a like i loved her but like i think you need something more than that there's an upcoming series that i was reading all about this so there's um not moonlight not secret invasion but there's other as another show coming up that will deal directly with the 10 rings and i'm trying to figure out which one all right um not iron heart Armor Wars. So the Armor Wars deal with uh, Rhodey um, basically trying to get rid of all like this Stark tech in the world. Okay. Um, and basically War Machine goes out and tries to make sure that all the Stark tech doesn't fall into the wrong hands. So the main villain of Armor Wars could be the Ten Rings. Oh, got it. All which right. would make which would make sense because they've done it before. They've used Stark stuff before. So because it does seem like you can do just about anything with the Ten Rings. Like yeah. when I was watching it, it's not like it's not a Green Lantern ability because you can't just like create anything, but you can do almost anything you want. Like you can use them all at once. You can put five and five. You mm-hmm. can like you could you can almost fly with them. Like you could kind of like do like big these big hops that they, they were doing. Oh, where you like punch yeah. like down to the yeah. Like there's a lot you can do with that. So. Yes, and live forever is is one of them. So that's nice. Yeah, it was like a thousand years the old. The other, so the other thing that it was, it was, um, they were talking about how it was a relic, and that could tie into Moon Knight, because remember that he found his thing and it like it was an Egyptian relic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Moon Knight and Shang Chi could be connected. Oh, I like that because Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight, right? Right, and that's too yeah. big of a talent to waste on just a TV series. Yeah, no, they'll he'll. I bet all the TV series will pop up in movies. Yeah, now that they're doing it this way, and it's not exactly. so disconnected like uh, Marvel or Netflix was. Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, like that's gonna yeah. be so fucking good. Oh my god, I can't wait. So the next thing is Eternals. Yes. So the other thing too, now we're dealing with celestials too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've seen the one that kind of looked like Galactus, like those are celestials. We've seen one, I think in Thor, they showed one, and they showed one in uh, when they were talking about the Infinity Stones, and one having the Power Stone, like blowing up a planet. Mm. Like those, those are the celestials. But then it leads you to Galactus, which brings you to Silver Surfer, which brings you to Fantastic Four. So I'm doing like this whole thing where I'm like getting the map in my head. We're there. Well, Fantastic yeah. Four is probably like 2024 or like end 2023. But you got to feel like I'm thinking about the roadmap to get there and how you got to get there, you know? Yeah. And I wonder if they'll drop in X-Men along the way or they're just going to punt on that. No, I think at some point you need. Well, we do have. It's so fucked up because. In the New Mutants, mm-hmm. they mention x-men but they also don't they also mention like mcu heroes as well I or they don't i don't i don't remember I, that movie was very forgettable but basically you already have that well you had so you had the the six degrees is yeah. like you've brought deadpool and korg did a little mini thing together which means deadpool's in the mcu which means the mutants are in the mcu because uh, deadpool had mutants in it deadpool's yeah, right, now right. 
So it's like the six degrees. Oh, I mean, I guess thing. Deadpool. Like he's the guy you want though to like introduce. Hell yeah. Yeah, get get everybody talking. Right. Get, get Michael Pena, get Aquafina, get Deadpool. But I honestly think Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and No Way Home are going to kind of crack the egg open a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. And mm-hmm. I also think let the record show. I could be wrong. I'm going in with an open mind. I think Eternals is going to be their first big movie miss. In a it's going to be like a in a super long time. Yeah, hit it. They've hit on everything, but I do the quick one. It's going to be more like that. That's so that's November 5th. And then November 24th is the first episode of Hawkeye. So those are the next couple of things in the MCU world. Which so I'm psyched because now you have all the, the Red Room girls going after the Hawkeyes. Awesome. 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 That's all you need. And it's six episodes. That's all you need. What more do you need than that? You know, anything anything else? Gee, it was good. You know, I might move it up eventually. I have it. I liked I liked it. But again, that Aquafina thing really bugged me. That was yeah, such a annoying. major part. And like, oh, I don't know. That's just I'm, I just think she's. A, I get why people think she's funny. I just don't agree with them. That's all. You're entitled to your opinion. I just don't agree. No, with you. And I don't even. Maybe she is another thing. I don't care. I, I don't know what else I've seen her in. I just didn't like her in this. I watched Ocean's Eight, and she was annoying in that too. Got it. I didn't see that. I'm, I yeah. somehow missed that one. Yeah. Uh. All right. Anything else? Nope. Is my video still all screwy? No, you're good now. Came back. Yep. I don't. I didn't do anything. I don't know. No, you don't need to. Don't need to. Uh, for love, for the pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan. We like to uh, kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal. I am going to kick. Oh no, I'm going to receive the ball because I'm so excited. I have three picks of the pod. Jesus Christ. Nope, they're all movies. Two Netflix, one Peacock. All right. I was scrolling through like the recently addeds on because i do that i'm like if i just need something to watch like what oh, have they added great like, not necessarily a new movie but something i haven't seen in a while you want the netflix or the peacocks first or peacock hey, first? go cock at, right out of the gate here mcgruber is now on peacock awesome the movie boom done and two of your favorite movies richard that i know and i'm excited to share this with you are now on netflix MacGruber, he has a drink or two each night, but it doesn't affect his job. MacGruber, that guy's a social drinker. MacGruber, on Netflix now. The speaking of Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon, one of the best movies you can get to in order to win that game, Mars Attacks is now on Netflix. <laughs> Mars, I was actually thinking about playing, uh, or or you and I should do a stream where we just play that again, just Six Degrees of uh, whatever actors. But then I'm like. Between like Infinity War and Endgame or whatever, I feel like it almost might be too easy now. It's too easy. It'd be like a five-hour podcast. If you just get to Samuel L. Jackson, you're good. No, but I mean, like, yeah, there's just like nobody. Oh, you mean it'd be five hours like before somebody stumps somebody? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be like five hours yeah. before yeah, anyone gets stumped. Um, and so the second movie that has just been recently added to Netflix, and I think you're gonna be really excited about this, Richard. Yes. Mystery Men is mm. now on Netflix. Hey, listen, my guy, Dane Cook, the waffler. The waffler. In there. Yep. But that, a sneaky, speaking of superhero movies that don't get enough love, mm-hmm. Mystery Men might be one of them. Mm-hmm. I love it was Ben Stiller. Funny. That scene of Stiller in the tunnel when he's like freaking out, the first time you see it is like laugh out loud funny. Yes. Um, was it Mr. Furious? His whole thing is he just gets mad. 
Like that's <laughs> not bad. Um, one in one of the only movies that are I think is exempt from the Stiller effect, where actually Kel is pretty funny in that movie. But like my yeah. theory that someone's always funnier than Ben Stiller. No, I know uh, you're right most of the time, except for heavyweights. But yeah, heavyweights and dodgeball. But he plays the same character. I know. But and the- there's well, there's a rumor that that's the same guy. Oh, it should be because <laughs> okay. So was it Tony Perkis? Yeah, something like that. So his parents actually own the Perkis power thing. So when they die, he changes his identity to White Goodman, and then White Goodman starts Globo Gym. So he once his parents die, he gets like all fat and depressed, and then he reinvents himself as White Goodman, and then you get dodgeball. So it's actually the same person. Should be. It makes. Yeah. It, I like that shared universe. Mm-hmm. I like a shared universe. You sure do. That makes a ton of sense to me. I will say all the time to students that lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. So good. Deal with it. What a great line. <laughs> Incredible line. All right. I have two as well, Ryan. Uh, one, I saw the movie Don't Breathe 2 available to stream now. You had to pay for it. But I was like, you know what? I haven't been to the theater in forever. That's how I sort of like, I was like, you know what? I'll do this. I'll do, I'll do it that way. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I liked it a good a good amount. The first one's better, but the first one's one of our favorite movies. It's one of the best of the last horror, horror movies. And this was like a different spin on it, and I enjoyed it. So Don't Breathe 2 was good. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily pay for it. but Not my weight on that one. The second it comes out on streaming, I would say to everybody to check that out. And our friends at Idle Hands are holding their Oktoberfest this Saturday. So I will be there. I will be announcing the uh, Stein hoisting competition where uh, Dr. Joe from TLDR is the two-time defending champion in the Stein hoisting competition. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, too, but there is also going to be a dunk tank, a celebrity dunk tank. Yes, including Chris Scheim. Scrim. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Mm -hmm. There's like like nine people. DJ Bean. Yeah. Like a ton of other people on there. Some people I wasn't as familiar with, but it's gonna be a look. So go there. You can dunk people. You can drink some some sweet beers. Compete in the Stein hoisting competition. It's a good time. So it's this Saturday, pretty much all afternoon at Idle, Idle Hands. And unfortunately, I'm still in my two a days for high school football. So I I don't think I can be there. I might be able. Is it an all all nighter thing? I might be able to sneak away. Uh, I gotta check the time on it. I know the Stein hoisting is going off at five. Okay, so I might be able to get there for that. There's like, right, we'll see. I, they're, they're like an Oompa band. You got to go for the Oompa band. Do they have pretzels and cheese? Yes, Ryan. Of course. Oktoberfest. Right. I know. You want a bratwurst? They probably got that too. I a do. Some sh- fucking schnitzel. Yeah, they got that. Yeah. Uh, Next week might is a rare open week, I think. We've been like chuck full of stuff. Yeah. I mean, we could do, I mean, shit. We can talk about it off air. We can do mailbag. We can do yeah. mailbag. I love mailbag. I know you like mailbag. You don't like mailbag very much. We got Dorktober coming up just around the corner, folks. Yes, we do. Two weeks, two, three weeks away. Uh, yeah. Are you going to see Halloween kills in the theater? Of course I am. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do next week if it's good? Pencil it in. What comes out Friday is uh, that movie Kate with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, yeah. It comes I, out Friday. Yeah, it got shit on by IGN. Fuck I IGN. They, I know. I think they gave it like a two. Fuck IGN. They stink. Oh, this is a good one. We could do. Je- we could get around to Jessica Jones season three. Ah, uh, pencil it in. It's a possibility. Probably do that. Yeah, maybe Kate. I know Dune comes out next month. We'll have What If next month. 
Oh, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes for Kate. I'm still going to I'm still going to watch it. 17? Yeah. It uh, telecasts uh, precisely how Kate's story will play out from the outset and never rises above its influences, but at least Nicholas Troyan and the cast commit to bringing the fun while it lasts. See that that's a negative review, but that doesn't sound that negative. No, I mean it's it's an action movie with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So I'm obviously going to watch it and I'm obviously going to watch it. So not really worried. Obviously, that part. Oh, it's also the last week you can watch Suicide Squad. So if you haven't watched it yet, you you should uh, I think you might even be cooked today. You it might not be available oh, right now. Oh, that's right. I think that's it's right. already I think it's already it's already gone. That was the best movie I've seen all year still. Still, still, still. Uh anything else? So yeah, we'll figure out next week. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Oh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are efforting to become YouTube partners. We are on our way to being YouTube partners. So help us out there. Subscribe. And uh, you can watch us every Monday night, 845. We live stream the episodes. YouTube.com slash dork podcast. We're on Twitter, Instagram, the whole works. Uh, Ryan, what do they say about wombats? Square poops, baby. You're going to have problems, just like everything else. But stay positive and stay strong. Stay positive and stay strong.